Steve, here, I'm not sure why I count us down before each podcast episode when I'm the one that usually talks first. Like, it makes zero sense. Like, I, 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 I don't know why I do that. should work on that. I, but, but it's entertaining. And then I was just thinking, like, God, he's got a nice wedding ring. Like, when you Thank look you. at his finger, like, like look, what a nice ring that is when Thank I see you. that. So, so. From Blue Nile. Um, it's, I, like, I, I like the thicker one because I don't know. It's just, I feel like that's what... No good that's for podcast people. listeners, well, but, but it, yeah. it's a nice looking ring. I can... Yeah. It's got my wedding date in, engraved in there so you never forget it. Uh, God bless See, you. That's, that's a smart move. That's next level thinking. <laughs> but like I could put her birthday in there. Just kidding. It's, it's 5'10 because our one friend is 10'5". Um, wait, so, so you're, wait, 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 wait. You're remembering your wife's birthday based on your friend's birthday? Based off of her friend's birthday, basically. Okay, yeah. okay. Because it's like 5'10 and then 10'5". Oh, I heard you. I just, it sounds like she's second in the pecking order, but I guess that's another, no. another topic for another day. No, yeah, that's another. <laughs> Let's hope she didn't listen to this part. Um, Steve, we're back. This is the Stuff Summers Says podcast with... Steve. With Steve. Um, Steve, we've got a good show. If I can find my rundown here. Um, we've got a couple of things to catch up on, if you will. Um, the first of which is some Penn State stuff that briefly happened. Um, and then we've got to talk about the NHL outdoor game, outdoor weekend this weekend. I want to talk to you about that. Um, mm-hmm. I always like quizzing you on these things. Um, and then we also have some major breaking news in my, my world, which is the EA Sports college football video game is coming back. So I want to talk to you about that again see how much you care and then lastly you we, we were struggling with old guy young guy this week but i think this is actually going to be one of our better ones All right. so we'll save we'll save it we'll save the question for the 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 end of the show to, to tease all right so let's just get right into this penn state stuff um last week i don't remember particularly what day um, the Board of Trustees, you, all, you know it's going to be interesting when the Board of Trustees comes <laughs> up, um, voted to approve spending on the Lash Building for roughly $48 million to basically just give another facelift to the Lash Building that is much needed, in my opinion. And most people were, were for it. Most people were against it, except for one very prominent person, and that was Jay Paterno. And I just thought that was interesting. And then it got even more interesting when LeVar Arrington kind of added fuel to the fire on his podcast or radio show or I'm not quite sure what up, up in the game, up on game is. But uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was pretty interesting. First off, are you in the, are, or I hope that we're in the same boat that this was needed. Like you under, do you agree that this was needed? Do you understand why this is needed? I understand why it was needed. I'm, I'm closer probably to the, to the old guy, get off my lawn, stop spending on football. But if they stop spending on football, they're going to start losing more games, right? Like that's where we're at. It, it's, it, it is and always has been a facilities war. Um, Penn State was behind on it when James Franklin came. And even before that, they were behind. People didn't want to say that or admit that. Um, but this, this strikes me as kind of a generational topic in some ways too like I think younger folks are like damn right spend the money let's win some football games let's go and older people are looking back in their little sepia colored halcyon memory saying well geez we just played harder and and beat everybody we could and, and did the best we could and blue collar and we didn't cheat and it doesn't matter and Matt Millen made weights out of paint buckets with concrete why can't we win games and it's not that world anymore Ooh, wow. sorry got a lot in there <laughs> that was Oh, it's spicy. Um, 
Yeah, I I agree with that, Steve. Um, so, I, I, the more I thought about it, I read an interesting article kind of tapping into that point a little bit, and then we'll get into to what Jay said, or, or what LeVar said about Jay. Um, you know, is there really an arms race? I don't know. Like, are Ohio State's facilities that much better than Penn State's right now? Mm, I don't know. Are Michigan's? Mm, I don't know. Are Alabama's? Are Clemson's? Yeah, probably. Right. And does that matter to, you know, a 17-year-old kid or an 18-year-old kid? And especially, you know, I know we were often like, oh, they're just 18-year-old kids. But a lot of them do take this very seriously in that they want to go somewhere that that is investing in their body. You know, you look at, and obviously this is different because it's a pro athlete, but I, I read LeBron James spends a million dollars a year on his body and, and tuning and working on his body. And I think that's what kids want to see. And I, to a degree, think that parents want to see it, even though they should probably be on the, you should probably go there to get a good education as opposed to you should go there to play football and then make it to the NFL. So I get why it's happening. Understood why it's happening, and and I do see what you mean by it's a generational thing. I I think that that is something that kind of factors into it. I just I don't know. I I I support it. I think it should have happened. Did think the timing's a little bit interesting, but then I read someone reported that basically the cost would be astronomically higher, whatever that means, if they did not pull the trigger on this now. Well, and they're not borrowing it from a bank, right? Like, they're not going, they're borrowing it from the university. It's not right. like they're going out and, and, and stepping back a decade ago, post-Sandusky, they had no money, right? They were getting sued. They were, the athletic department was losing money. They did all this stuff. And then here we are now, and they're, okay, until this year, they're printing money. Like, all of a sudden, everybody's, they, they, they have money. Four years for this amount of money, they're going to pay back. It's $48 million or whatever it is over four years. They're going to pay back the university. They're going to add some new facilities and upgrade some facilities. To me, it, it's kind of a no-brainer and not a big deal. Um, I'm, I'm a, I don't think every vote has to be unanimous, so I'm glad people said and spoke out for, hey, here's a pandemic. There's parts of the university that are being cut. There's a bad look to this. But I think you have, if you want the football team to have a chance at winning games, you kind of have to do this kind of stuff. Right. I think the other thing that is important, and then let's get to the J part of this, is and this is kind of the messed up part of college athletics, and we'll probably get into this later, but in theory, there's a return of, on investment into this. The more money you're spending on your facilities, the better players you're going to get. The more likely you are to win a national title, the more likely that you win a national title, the more money you make from oodles and oodles of different avenues, um, whether it's donors or media marketing or ad sponsors, things like that. It's just how it works. Going back to the generational thing, I think that's where this quote from Jay kind of sort of come from, comes from is, you know, he said, quote, my former boss used to say, football is here to serve the university, not the other way around. Football is a part of life, not life itself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, get, I guess I, I somewhat, <laughs> like, principally I agree with that. Morally, I guess I agree with that. But, like, logically and realistically... I, I picked Penn State because of Penn State football, 
there are millions of other Penn State alums that pick Penn State because they went to Penn State football games every Saturday. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, and it, and they'll be a, they would be a lot less enjoyable if the team wasn't competitive. Right. right? So, and, and I think it's easy to look past that. And and I think there we can go to Jay because you're directing traffic. It's easy to vote no because it's going to pass, right? It's easy right. to vote no and, and and get your conscience out there and fire up some people and make your point. And his not his point is not incorrect. I would I would not argue, hey, that this is important and we have other things going on, but it's easy to vote no when you know it's going to pass, right? Right. It's it's kind of like in Congress when you know it's something's going to pass ninety eight to two and the two people didn't vote for it because it's not strong enough. It's not it wasn't as much spending as they wanted or something like that. Right. So. Where I thought, because I kind of thought this was all over, and where I thought this got really interesting then was when LeVar kind of came out of the woodwork, which he does every so often about Penn State. He's not hes not um, one of the more aggressive or vocal alums in terms of former players. Um, I feel like growing up after Le- once LeVar went to the NFL, between like the NFL and him retiring and then James Franklin coming to town, LeVar didn't really exist. In, right, in, he, was quiet. In, he was very quiet. Yep. And so for LeVar to kind of take this stab the way he did, I thought it was very interesting. I'm going to read you the whole quote. Um, this is coming from Victory Bell Rings, but they pulled it from what LeVar said on Up On Game, which I, I think is a podcast or a radio show on Fox Sports. Um, it was a deflection by Jay Paterno, and I didn't like it. It was a power play by Jay Paterno, and I didn't like it. Because you know what? Right now we have a coach who saved our program, basically. He saved our program, and we're basically saying we're not giving him any more resources to try to be able to build the program. But if you were the head coach, which you tried to be the head coach, you would want all the resources possible for you to have success so that you could build a program, keep your job, and try to rebuild the brand and build a legacy that was built here there by your dad. I feel like this was the start of a camp start of a campaign to create cracks to actually possibly get James Franklin out of coaching at Penn State, and I didn't like it. I don't fool with you. I don't think his reasoning was sound, and I had a problem with it. Huh. That was <laughs> that was an l- interesting quote, and I I dis I don't disagree with Lavar on what he's saying. Like I think that not trying to be one of those people, but I don't think that. There are like I think there are is a faction of Penn Staters that don't want James Franklin around, and whether that has to do with race, whether that has to do with whatever, I, I think that I think there just are people. The fact that his name is not Joseph Vincent Paterno, they don't want him around. And I, I feel like kind of there's always been these cracks. Like I feel like there's always been these little shots, and I feel like any time a the you know the conversation of, of contract extension contract whatever getting more money comes up it's been really tooth and nail where you look at other schools in the SEC that like their coach and they're throwing money right at them and it's get sometimes it gets results and sometimes it doesn't you know and without blinking an eye I don't know I I don't disagree with what Lavar said I am just shocked at not shocked. I am surprised that someone who is like LeVar, who's been awfully quiet, said this. Like, I think he either knows more or just, like, was really pissed off about this. Yeah, I think he feels more. 
I don't know that I want to give him credit for knows more and not to belittle him. I mean, because he was there first signing day that they did right. in the Jordan Center. That's, it was yep. him and him. So there's a relationship there, right? And he was one of the first guys in the fold. So he could know more, but I think he feels more. I think this is personal to him because it's probably, well, because it's personal to Coach Franklin. Um, and I think, I think Jay believed what he was saying. I think it was easy to say it again because it wasn't going wasn't gonna to stop the vote from happening. I believe that's what he thinks. I think if he were in the seat as the coach, he'd want better facilities too. But I do believe what he said and the reason he stated for voting no is is what is who he is and, and isn't some BS thing and, and, is, and isn't a shot. Um, but I, I do think those people on the other side of it, forget the first people on the side who may not want James Franklin for whatever reason or have a, a proclivity to complain or whatever else. I think LeVar's on the other side, which is the side with Coach Franklin of feeling like there are times when they're not getting the respect or the, the support or the whatever they want. Um, and I don't know that this was exactly it, but it's now it, now you have to talk about it, right? Because he threw it out right. there. Like, there's little smoldering flames, and LeVar said, oh, here's some gas, here you go. Right? Boom. Right. And, 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 I, and that's just not something – the biggest problem for Penn State athletics in the past decade has been Penn State on Penn State crime, right? It's been people beating up each other and, and, and not – you know, we are together or one team and together. It's always about, well, but this was different. Oh, but I don't like that. Yeah. Um, and, and this, unfortunately, I think, I think this is just a little hiccup along the way, but I mean, cause it was whatever the, the vote wasn't even close, but it was, it does show, I think a faction of those people. Cause again, the others that voted no were the, the Penn Staters for responsible stewardship people the, the, and, right. and, and Anthony Lebrano and all those folks who, you know, Paterno's legacy and whatever else. Well, stop it. I mean, not don't yeah. stop it. Hey, fight that battle if you want. But this isn't that. This right. is no, something you need to be point. able to go forward for your program. And realistically, I've been in that state. Well, you, and you've been in that stadium too when it's empty in 2003. And I'm like, hey, this is great. Got lots of leg room. They suck, but we got lots of leg room, right? Then, then they start winning. They sell tickets. And our athletic department is self-sufficient, you know, so they're borrowing from the university. They're going to pay it back to the university. And if they didn't think they could make the payments, they wouldn't have asked for it. Right. Um, so I don't have any doubt they're going to be able to do it. And it's something they need to do if you think you want the team to be competitive. If you don't, if you're happy at seven and five and in it once every four years, maybe if you're lucky and graduating everybody and doing the right things. OK, you didn't need to do this. Right. But but the number of people who are happy with that is much smaller now than it was 10 or 12 years ago. I think, to James Franklin's credit, not that I ever really ever would ever bash what James Franklin has done for the, for the most part. You know, a couple, a couple of the coaching decisions here or there that I disagree with. <laughs> cough, cough, fourth and five. Um, but, you know, I think he has given – I forget what the exact saying is, but the a taste of taste of the meat or whatever, and you want the whole steak or mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like he's giving you a, a little sample at Costco, and now you want the, you want to go buy the whole thing. That would be a national title, obviously. You know, Penn State's been to three of the the six New Year's uh, Day bowls. None of them have been playoffs. There's only only one Big Ten championship. I, I, I say that like I'm spoiled or something, but I I, I think you are a hundred percent correct that like. This isn't the time to make that that statement. I also think like one thing that you brought up there and, and said is like, and I think James Franklin has done a very good job with it, and we've we've seen it especially this month. The amount of good that is coming out of the program, not 
related to what happens on the football field. But, you know, students graduating, it seems like, you know, those numbers are very high. But James Franklin has, has made this team comfortable with being activists, I think. And I think that's something that's important for a modern athlete these days. You know, you look at the amount of the number of Black History Month social media posts 10 years ago. That, well, yeah, 10 10, 15 years ago, I, how many, you know, how many posts thought that social media was really what it is, but how many posts would you have seen like that? How many things would you have, have, have seen, like, how many initiatives would you have seen like that when everything happened with George Floyd and players were, pro, you know, walking downtown and, or, you know, and Franklin was right there kind of not, you know, not physically right there, but he was, he was right there kind of backing them. And there were other things that he was doing, you know, when Kamala Harris was, when Joe Biden won the election and, and he talked about what it was like to, for his daughters to see a, a black woman in, in, in the White House, even if it was a, a VP position. You know, I think those are types of things that that is something away from the X's and O's. And obviously, like, his job is to win football games. That is his number one job. But, like, he is doing an excellent job, in my opinion, of creating, taking kids and making them men and, and, and making them good, strong young men that are vital to their community so and they are the biggest that program is the biggest most visible thing the university has right you know it, it, the, the people that are complaining and i i saw some some facts sports related faculty this week debating you know in, in an email thread how much money they should have spent and well maybe they shouldn't have done this and the irony is that some of those people who are complaining back and forth amongst themselves about this this expenditure will be the first ones when some famous person is in for the weekend for a game to want to have that person come speak in a class or do something with their students. Well, right. now you can't have it both ways. <laughs> right. Like you can't. Like I, I have one. My stuff's not even play calling with Coach Franklin. I mean, I lo love that we have a coach that, that we're, that's put him back in a position where that, that matters. For me, it's okay. Here's, here's the commitment again of, of facilities and whatever else. I would love to go through next season and not have my coach's name. And I rarely use pronouns like that. So here we go. My coach's name associated with another job. Like, get me through a season where I don't hear him in Texas. Mm -hmm. Trace Armstrong, take a week off, go take a season off, go help somebody else make some money. Let my guy keep his job. Because that's the only thing that rubs me the wrong way about it, is every year that comes up. But, right. but no, they had to make this, they had to make this, take this money, make this deal, bar borrow this money, it's not a deal, borrow this money and, and, and invest in the program that matters the most to the university. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. That would, that's, that's a good point. All right, that's good. That, that was, I'm glad we talked about that. I feel like, you know, I feel like there's always something to talk about with Penn State football, and that was that was something. Work. That was certainly something. <laughs> All right, um, Steve, I know you're the world's biggest hockey fan. You love hockey just as much as I do. Um, did you did did you watch the games this weekend in Lake Tahoe? I peeked in a little bit before the games. I wear a big sports business. Was it sports business or USA Today? Had a big thing about the process of it, right? Like how the deal came about, why they ended up there. That. Wow, um, you're you're ahead of me on that one. That's yeah, no, it was, it was a cool deal on, on how they ended up there and, and what was going on and why that venue. Um, no, I watched a little bit, and then, of course, the one got pushed back, and then I'm like, yeah, okay, that's not gonna, I'm not sticking around for that now. Um, I like the outdoor games. I, I like... I like the silliness of the ones when it's not snowing, but it's cold, and they put down the fake white stuff in the stadiums around to make it look like snow. Um, I like what they were looking for here, right, with, with, with the setting and whatever else. Um, they just got burnt by the sun, literally. Like, you know, it, it, it hurt, you know, it sucks. By the sun. Okay, so let me ask you this. So, so did you watch any 
on Sunday, did you watch any of like the Flyers game? No, and nothing. Okay, nope. got right. home. I'm packing. Okay, and Saturday you you watched just you a little bit. Right. You dabbled in it. Okay. Yep. All right. What was the last outdoor game you watched prior to this one? Do you probably one of the Penguins ones? Okay. I mean, so that's, the first, that's they were that's not relatively of... that long ago because the I think the Flyers Penguins one in, in at the link happened. Only like a year and a half ago. I don't know. Time yeah, is... all the Penguins ones I've watched start to finish okay. in the outdoor games, and then the other ones I've dabbled in because it's different. Like, it's just different TV. Okay, okay. so have they, they have not worn off on you? No. I mean, I, I think the, the New Year's Day classic, right? Like, the, 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 that okay, was that, inspired. That was what I was going to ask. Okay, right. that was going to ask about the winter classic. Like yeah, that, winter that, the one that is on New Year's Day up against the Bull games. Like, when's the last one do you think you've watched? Because it's been a while that I've even watched one. that one the Penguins was in, right? Like, I mean, they, they picked okay. the great idea, and then it's up against the Bulls. But then they, they they were successful, and they're like, well, shit, we can do this everywhere, right? Like, it's cold lots of places. Let's do this. And and they're great community things, right? Because when they've done the, those, they, they the day before, like the college team in town gets on it, peewee teams get on it because they've made the ice. It's great that way from community engagement and that kind of activation as well. Okay. So I just wanted to establish that before we go in, went into our conversation. So I, I'm not trying to burn you or anything. I just wanted to know where where you're at. All right. So I watched the entire first period. <laughs> went to a couple breweries because I we were like, well, let's go to a couple breweries, and then it turned out, and then stayed up till midnight and watched the uh, the the midnight Inclusion. one, yeah. and then I watched. I would say about half of the the one on Sunday, but the game got boring. Like so, that was kind of on the NHL for putting the Flyers in that game when the Flyers were down about half their roster because of COVID issues. But this was the first outdoor game, probably, probably since the the one in the Big House, the Winter Classic at the Big House mm-hmm. between the Red Wings and the the Maple Leafs that I was actually excited to watch. And I don't know if it had to do with the venue. It had to do with the the fact that, you know, everything that's going on and it was something different. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, I, I hope that the NHL does it again. I just wanted to see if – so at least I, it's good to hear. I feel like you're my good NHL guinea pig that, that you were interested. I think – you know, my wife and I were watching the, the game on Sunday when the sun sun was setting, and she was like, "Wow, it's very beautiful." I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I was telling you about this yesterday. Like, you, 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 I wish you would have came down and watched this. Like, I feel like you would have liked it." And I feel like that was they did something right there. And I know people are like harping on the NHL. Oh, how could you not have this plan? Well, I mean, this is this is what's going to happen. This is look at baseball games. Look at how many World right. Series games have been rained out. You know. Yep. So, or how many World Series games have been played in the snow? Like, I can very vividly picture, like, I think the Rockies one year, or yep. I don't know if it was the Rockies or whoever, playing in the snow. I think the Phillies might have had one of their in, in rain or snow. So, uh, stuff's going to happen. I, I just, I don't know. So, going back to the gimmick question, what would make you, casual hockey person, truly care about these games more or is it just like a, oh a i think i venue? think winter classics and outdoor games are probably 
it's probably playoffs, winter classic, slash outdoor games, and then the regular season for me in terms of anything I want to watch. So I think if, if my team, if the Penguins are in them, um, I think different venues are great, right? I mean, whether it's Michigan Stadium, whether it's someplace in Edmonton when they did them. I mean, that was after they had the first couple, then they started sprouting up. Um, and I would, when I would look at the NHL calendar, I'm like, okay, when are the outdoor games, right? If I'm going to invest in a game, these are the ones I'm going to invest in. You know, now if every team's in one every year, yeah, okay, maybe I'm not that interested. But if there's like six or maybe if they did a series, right? If they did a series where, you know, home and home outdoor games, right, where it mattered for some reason or God forbid they played a playoff game outside. So I'm like, like that would be interesting, right? Like all of a sudden, now again, you're giving up a lot of control to Mother Nature over something that's going to matter. So I don't know <laughs> if they want to do that. But no, I think they're one of the best things the NHL's done in the past decade. Or however long they've existed. I, I think it's been inspired. I think it's prompted imitations of other places trying to figure out what they can do differently. Whether it's basketball games on battleships like college basketball I did or whatever else. I was just going to say that. I, so I think that that is, like, I think these unique locations for me as a hockey fan who watches at least 100, at least 100 hockey games or parts of 100 hockey games every year on a normal year and probably even this year. Uh, I think that's what gets me to care. Like that is why I cared so much about these games was because of the location and the venue, because you were getting a cool setting as opposed to, you know, like the, the winter classic a few years ago was in St. Louis. It, it, I think it's Bush stadium. I, I don't know what mm-hmm. it's called nowadays, but everybody wants one. Like everybody. Yeah. And, and it's not, it's not changing viewership numbers. Like, I don't think more people are generally watching one of these games. Some casual viewers might be interested, but where it's good is for the team, right? It's a, it's a community outreach thing. It's the NHL's in our place for the week. It's kind of like a, a playoff game in football or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. They do the community around it. So everybody wants one or wants to find one that they can be associated with. So, no, I, I hope they continue. I think, I think they're great TV spectacles, even though I don't think they drive viewership. And they're certainly great engagement and activations for the teams and their communities. What would be a location, and you can't say Beaver Stadium, and it has to be outside of a stadium that you want to see a game in? That's Put you on this. Put you on yeah. the spot here. What um? I have one. Times Square. Times Square. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, is Times Square? I feel like they could make that work. Like I feel like there's got to be a spot in Times Square that you can put. I'm just trying to think. New York teams, right? That would be pretty. That cool. That would be very cool. That's a. That, I haven't seen that idea anywhere. I don't think. Okay. My uh, the the New York, main New York idea I've seen obviously is Central Park. Um, yeah, that'd, that be, one, yeah. that'd be that'd be kind of yeah. that'd be easier. Um, but my my number one, and I said when the Capitals were awarded the Winter Classic a few years ago that they should have immediately just put the game here is is on the National Mall somewhere because yep. you've got a, plenty of real estate. You've got all of the monuments right there. Probably you would put it between the Capitol and the, the Washington Monument. Um, I, I think that would be that's they that's play the it, they could they, they could play it on the reflecting pool, right? Yeah, yeah there you go. I, I'm trying to think. Wonder if the wonder if the reflecting pool is wide enough. Obviously, it's long enough, but I don't know if it's wide. enough. I don't enough. think it's wide enough. But you'd put it on top of it. But that'd be kind of cool. I'm gonna Google that. Um, okay, so I'm glad that you um, I'm glad that you enjoyed that. Um, the one thing that I did, did want to give a quick shout out to. I don't know if you caught this, but they were using drones in the broadcast. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool. It's clever. Like it's it's a different way. They didn't use a sky cam probably because it's hard to rig up a sky cam. Nor mm-hmm. would you probably want one messing with sight lines or things like that at that venue. But I thought that was cool. No, and they're far enough far enough away from everything on a golf course that they probably got permission to fly them. It's easier to plot fly them and whatever else. So no, and that's our whole video game look and different looks and stuff of of the broadcast that that work and people like. So it is not wide enough to play an NHL game. <sighs> What is it, 70 feet? How wide is the reflecting pool? Wait, no. You know what? It okay. is. It's double the width. Never mind. It's double the width. It is 2,028 feet long. Well, that's long enough. And 167 feet wide. Okay. So, yes, you could play an NHL game. Put in it because an <laughs> NHL ring is 200 by 85 or 80. Okay. All right. All right. Moving on. One other thing that's happened, and I, I feel like we were talking about the Super Bowl. We had a, we had Rich Russo on. Uh, then we talked about the Super Bowl. So we haven't had a chance to talk about this. But the EA Sports college football video game franchise, sort of somewhat, is coming back. When? We don't know. Um, we do know it will be on the next-gen consoles. Do you know what that means, Steve? I suppose, I suppose they're the newest and best. Yeah, they're, they're, there we yeah, go. Good job. The PlayStation 5. Um, and I don't know. I To me, this game was very essential to my childhood. I think I, I was like trying to look back. At, I think I had almost, if not every single one, basically since I started playing video games, which was in the early 2000s, like 2000, when I was like six. Mm-hmm. So this game was very essential to my childhood. Like this is the only game that, pretty much the only game that I ever really played. So when I say I legitimately shed a couple tears when I when I read that this game was coming back, that's not an exaggeration. I actually did. Steve, does this mean anything to you? I think you're not alone. It means people are interested in college football and interested in this game, and it was a cultural touch point for people. For me, no. Like, I would – I my, you know, technology for college games were, like, those little handheld things or little football, you know, bleeping, bleeping light games. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to hear about it on television football again. So okay. no, okay. Um, but no, it's a big deal, right? Like it was, it was in in so many ways, both for for people who were interested in playing it, and also as a cultural piece, right? And 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 a legal piece, which is which is rearing its head again now with Notre Dame talking about it. But even then, those EA games got into name, image, and licensing before it was a thing, and now it's certainly going to be a thing going forward with this one to see who's how that plays out and who's in the game and who's not in the game and and and. It'd be funny if EA Sports was somehow doing this just to make sure name, image, and licensing happened for college athletes by raising this up and knowing that people would bitch and moan. So I, my woke thought is that 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 is actually the case. Like this is a weird piece of lobbying to get the NCAA slash the federal government, which I think pretty much controls kind of the the NLI thing, to to get them to be like, you need to let kids make name or money off their name and likeness. And I, I, I think that that's why you aren't seeing a date per se, because they, I think they know that they want to wait. They want to try to mm-hmm. roll this out where you can have Trevor Lawrence on the cover when Trevor Lawrence is still at Clemson and you can have the whole Clemson roster, the whole Penn State roster. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why. And I think, you know, looking into the crystal ball type thing, all of the, the way things have, have been leaning over the last year and a half, even with the pandemic, is that this is the, the, the case. Like, this is what's it's coming. The 
that students will be able to make their their make money off of their name and likeness with the invention of you know influencers and everything like that. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, what I don't think is going to happen is that Notre Dame is not going to be in the game. I think they are Correct. going to be in the game because right. because any college football coach that sees this is going to do whatever it takes. They will probably, I would be willing to bet some of them will somehow be like, I will donate $100,000 or whatever to the general scholarship fund if you make this agreement because I need this as a recruiting arsenal. Like, I need this as a tool. The day that they announced this, every college football team, like, ever put out a graphic with, like, this is what the cover should be, and mm-hmm. it was, like, a current player, and it had, had you know, with this game on it. I mean, like I said, I just don't – I can't not see Notre Dame doing it, and they said they would basically – they want to do it because they want to wait to see what happens with NLI and IL stuff. Um, but I just think it's 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 going to happen. I I also did some, some sleuthing around, and it appears that the company that EA said that they are working with is basically like in cahoots with Learfield, which Learfield is – is kind of the main advertising servicer for college athletics. And pretty much, I would say most colleges have a connection to Learfield. Obviously, Penn State does. Um, UCLA does. It's, it's not like it's the private entity. They, you, they basically just hire this company to manage the ads and manage what you, just, what you see. They're, they're all in it. So my theory is anybody that's a, a Learfield school, if you will, will also be in, in the game. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, again, from their side, it's rights, right? It's content and rights. So Learfield is, is, is that hat and many more because they want to get into content creation even. So that would work. And, and while a, a university, you know, Notre Dame in this case, may be putting the brakes on saying, hey, we're going to wait and see what happens. I'm certain that there are athletes across the country who are sophomores and juniors who are being graded by programmers, right, who are being invited or if they aren't ready yet, invited to come wear the little black suits with the little white balls on them to like test out the stuff and get ready to be in the game and make sure they have the motions. And there's no team just like Penn State can't not borrow the 40 some million dollars and do it. College football team can't not be in this game. Like they, 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 it's, it's relevance, it's recruiting, it's presence, it's all those things. If EA Sports rolls out without some team in the Big Ten or the, the SEC or the A, whatever, that team's in trouble. I mean, it, not directly immediately the day it comes out, but it's just it's just a relevance thing. Um, I mean, think about how many athletes like you hear over the years growing up that say, oh, I used to play with them on NCAA football, or oh, I used to play with them on Madden, and it's so cool to you know actually be on this team now. Like, it's probably in the thousands of, of athletes that say that every year because not every year but you know every decade because that was that was an essential part of like my upbringing most people's upbringing you know I guess now the last like like people that were born in 2000 which would which would be like, I feel like those kids these days like college kids these days would be so 2003 so they would have had like 11 years to play that game you know assuming they started playing it at age zero because that's what babies do um <laughs> but yeah i feel like they would at least know what it is too um no it wouldn't yeah, have resonated I, if people didn't care like it resonated yeah. as soon as people came out because they care and it's a, it's a way for people to, to feel close to their program it's a way for them to 
to you know control players and be a coach. It, it, it touches in so many ways, both you know emotional and visceral, and, and it, it's it's gonna happen. But I do think there's other dominoes that are falling with it. Like I think the name image licensing is gonna be an important part of how this happens. And I'm inter- what I'm also interested to see is if this leads to other NCAA video games within EA. Mainly, there was a, there was a college basketball game, and that that game was pretty popular as well. Mm-hmm. The one interesting one that I I'm intrigued by is if if it is all you know name and, and licensing, image and licensing related. If that is the case, the NHL game has doesn't just have the NHL. It's got like the NHL, the AHL. Then it's got a bunch of the the European leagues, and it also has the junior leagues in Canada. And I'm wondering if they would integrate maybe not every college hockey team, but most of the college hockey teams into there, because I feel like that's just oh, it's the next logical approach, right? Like right. that's the thing. So yeah, no, I think once they figure out a model for this, you know, because that's what happened, right? Like the marketplace changed on them, the rules changed, it doesn't happen anymore. Now they're coming back and saying, okay, here we got this thing, we're going to bring it out again. And once they figure out the landscape, there's going to be whether they do it or somebody else does it, people are going to say, okay, it works. People are going to buy it. Let, let's figure out how to do it and, and replicate that model. Make a competitor of it, even. Exactly. All right. Um, I, I was going to I was gonna ask you what you wanted to see in the video game. Is there anything you wanted to in particular see in this video game, Steve, that you've never... What I don't want to see is replays. No, what I want to see is quicker replay reviews. So if they could do that for the fake games and the video hey, game, maybe real people could learn how to do that more effectively. You know, that is... I do have a big problem with... Um, EA Sports because they don't put a lot of replay reviews in their games or like it, it, it doesn't happen as often as it actually happens in, in real life and I would like to see it more because I think I think that people would understand I have this whole crazy conspiracy theory that the reason why my generation is so hooked on advanced stats is because anytime you played NHL or Madden they would show you all of these stats anytime you hit the pause screen it sounds crazy, but that's my... my no, you know, uh, and the other thing I want to see is pylon cams for, for every game. I don't go. want just the lead game to have pylon cams. I want that Fox Sports go. 3 game to have pylon cams, too. You, you, Fox Sports 3. Jeez. Uh, all right. Okay. Steve, you, you... We were struggling with old guy, young guy this week. And I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh-huh. So you wrote Chick-fil-A or maybe a food thing. Places old people eat versus young people eat. Steve, do you not eat at Chick Fil A because you're an uh, an old or an old person? I don't know if it's an age thing, but it's it's we don't eat there a lot. Well, we don't eat there hardly at all. Um, and it is the apparently chicken is the biggest thing in America and especially State College because there's new traffic patterns on North Atherton Street. There's only one way you can get in. The Kentucky wait, wait. Fried Chicken on the other Pause. side of town. This is, is this a complaint about Chick-fil-A and chicken, or is this a complaint about traffic patterns? No, it's not about, you know, because I don't have to go leave the house for traffic. So, no, it's not a traffic thing. Um, no, like, I, I mean, I guess they're good because our youngest daughter worked there, and she worked there because specifically at Chick-fil-A because they weren't open Sundays, which would mean she could watch Steelers games, which I still respect to this day and will always respect um, for her making that decision. Um, no, I'm not. Uh, their milkshakes are good, right? They have like a some kind of milkshake that's really good. And I guess the fish, sam- the fish, yeah, chicken sandwiches are good. Fish sandwiches. Yeah, I know. That's how much I eat there. That's how much I eat there. So yeah, like we're not big chick 
but we're like homebodies and cooking, I guess. But I don't know. Like that's, I mean, so is Chick Fil A like the place for you, I or mean, one of the places? Okay, so so there are there are kind of three rotations. There are three places in my fast pseudo fast food okay. um, um, lineup. So there's Chick Fil A. I go to Chick Fil A. If I don't go to Chick Fil A, I'll go to Chipotle. When I was working in an office, every Friday I would go have Chipotle Fridays by myself, which was me <laughs> just going to get Chipotle. Um, and then there's also a place, and I don't, it's, I don't think it's up in PA yet, and I wouldn't, I would anticipate that it won't be long before it gets like to like State College or at least the Philly area. Kava, have you ever heard of Kava? I've heard of it. Okay, so it is like, it is like Chipotle, but it is Mediterranean, and it is six thousand times better than Chipotle. Hmm. Um, but so, yeah, next time I, you're down in this area of the country. It's yeah, it's like here or in the West Coast, I think. We just haven't like, like, because again, we we were weaned on awful, not awful, awful now '70s fast food, right? Like it was a burger and, and a pop or soda if you're from the eastern part of Pennsylvania. Like so, it was that, right? Which now I know is probably always a bad decision and always one I'm going to regret. So like, if it's someplace like that, and I don't get a craving, you know, if we have some somebody that wants us to go out downtown with them once every eight months, you know, maybe there's a craving when you're done for something on the way home. But um, no, like we're just not, I mean, Chick-fil-A would probably be at the top of what we did. I just, I just don't think about it. Like I wasn't weaned and I wasn't ingrained on it. I was ingrained on burger fast food. Okay. So what about places like Applebee's and like Outback? Like are you for or against those types of places? I didn't know you had to take a stand that way. Applebee's is, we're not a regular. Like, I mean, that probably Outback was, is more like we'll do that before we do Applebee's just because it's. I don't know, steak and whatever or, else. Or, or even like Roadhouse, those types of places. Like the. No, see, I'm against Roadhouse because the butter's weird. They have like that that sweet butter stuff for the you rolls. You don't like that butter. That's I don't weird. like that butter. That's a, right. Like that's a, I, don't, I don't like shit in my butter. I don't like weird stuff in my butter. I always like plain old butter. That's, that's weird. Um, I know. Okay. So, Although they do have the little cowboy seat, right? You can sit on for your birthday and oh they sing God. to you. Oh, God. Okay, so <laughs> I, I feel like your generation is much more in love with those things I, like but that being said like my guilty pleasure is olive garden like i will yeah. like like i will crush some olive garden and i've read what olive garden is and how it's actually cooked and it's not cooked in normal ways that pasta are made but like i really yeah it's it's all microwaved well that's a shame but i like that better than those other places like i would go to olive garden and sit down at a table and I could be there for a long time before probably over Outback or Applebee's or Fridays or whatever else. But like, would you rather go to that or would you rather go to like home delivery? I feel like you've, or like. Yeah, probably like home delivery. Probably something okay. like that. Like we've been. Champs. Yes. Or, like we've been on a local kick probably the past couple of years of like whatever. There's a cool place in Phillipsburg that we go, or, you know, every once in a while. It's just like a cool restaurant that's good and funky and fun. Um, and, and I took a stand, and it, it didn't work. Uh, we went to, like, some spaghetti fundraiser for somebody who was hurt, like, a couple years ago. I'm like, you know, if we're going to go out and spend money, we should go to these kind of things in the community. And that lasted, like, six months. So, you know, whatever. I feel like for the most part around here, and I think it helps because we're new. Like, we've been trying every Friday to go to a local restaurant. Like, we're like we haven't gone to really Olive Garden. Or, or Well, you have more options there. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing about being in some place a little bigger. You have more options. I feel like I don't. There's no. There's there's no place in 
God forbid if anybody from State College in the restaurant business is still listening this far in the podcast, <laughs> there's no place downtown or State College proper that I'm that I got to go back to on a regular basis. There's just there, not... there was one place. There was one place, Fraser Street Deli. Yeah, Fraser Street Deli was good. And, and I think right Josh there. may listen to this podcast. So yep. Josh and is it, listening. Yep. No, and that, that was good. We're, we're more likely to go like the Hublersburg now or something like that, like the Hublersburg in on the other side, out toward Lamar, like that kind of stuff. But but Chick-fil-A might be near the top of my fast food, just because I know the other stuff is really bad for me. Like I know the burgers. You, you know, know You know where I was thinking about? I think I tweeted this the other night. I haven't been to Burger King probably since college. And it is probably the last time it was at that Burger King, which is now closed right yep. there, right there on University, yep. or, if, or if not the one in the hub. I haven't been there in a really long time. I go to McDonald's a lot, but it's because it's conveniently close. And like, if I'm just like, I, want, I love their French fries, but that's... right, and that's the thing. Like the French fries at McDonald's are better. I know the burgers are probably flame broiled at Burger King, and they're maybe better. And their tomatoes always seem fresher. But yeah, with that going, like I don't know that we've hit a fast food place in a while. Like even in an airport, like we haven't. I don't know. I don't know. It sticks on us more. I don't have the metabolism you do. I can't afford to eat that stuff and not and not not look horrible a couple weeks later. Hey, well, next time you're in Reagan Airport, there's a Cava there. You need to check it out. Or, well, I'm intrigued I, on Cava now. We got to come to Northern Virginia a couple I, times. I in bet Sam. Months. I bet Sam knows what Cava is. In fact, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll ask her. If she knows. I bet you there's got to be some down by them. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. There's there's tons of them. There's there's a ton of them that way. So, all right. Well, that's enough about food. I already had. Did you already have dinner? Because I already had dinner. So this I already good. had dinner. It was quiche. What'd you have? We had. Um, they were like teriyaki salmon bowls. They were quite good. Oh, very good. That's nice. The very wife. Good. The wife has been using. I don't know what this food blogger is, but she's had a couple recipes that she's used from there, and it's they're made soup the other night. It was like baked potato soup, and it's good. It's good. Always a win with baked potato soup. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, subscribe to us and like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on the podcast places. Um, email the show at stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com with some feedback. Uh, my Twitter handle is at stuff summer says your Twitter handle is at Steve Sampson. Do you have anything else you want to add this week? Have a great week and we're back next. We, we are. All right. Bye.